Hmm, let me do it again. Hey guys, welcome back to Belle's View, and I'm Belle. Today we'll be discussing Put a Ring on It. So Put a Ring on It is a reality show on Oprah Winfrey's network that centers around three couples that have been in a relationship for at least two years or more who are ideally looking to get married. However, there are some significant issues in their relationship that's stopping them from doing so. So with the help of a relationship expert, they meet with her weekly and she provides them with insight and tips as to how they can better communicate with one another. And the big part about it, which makes it entertaining, is part of this process of seeing how they can get to marriage or if they even want to pursue that. It's an experiment where the couples date other people and some of the partners may date multiple people during that time or some partners date the same person throughout the entire process. And the whole point of this is to allow them to see if that person is somebody they could potentially see themselves with in the future, if that will prompt them to realize they may want something else besides the partner they've been with, or it may help them find a bit of newfound appreciation for their partner. And this is also the messy part. Um, so put a ring on it. This show has been on OWN, Oprah Winfrey's network for almost two years now. And I will tell you, I enjoy it heavily, heavily. This show is literally a cross between Ready to Love and Family or Fiance, which are also two reality shows on OWN's network, where with Ready to Love, it is focused on building a relationship, but it's boring. And then Family or Fiance, they're trying to get engaged. Well, they're engaged, but their families hate each other and, and hate the other partner. So it's like messy, but also ratchet. But Put a Ring on it is like a combination. It's like if Ready to Love and family or fiance had a baby. So let's get into the couples this season. So this season we focused on Sean and LaRonda, Eric and Ashley, and Darion and Alexia. So I'll start off with Sean and LaRonda. Sean and LaRonda have been together for two or three years. LaRonda has a very lucrative career in sales where she travels. She's definitely an independent woman kind of laid back, but also confident. Um, and Sean, he's more of a creative. Um, he's actually a comedian. Um, so you have LaRonda, who's very corporate, and Sean, who's pursued a more unconventional career outside of what the typical nine to five is taught to Americans. Um, so I found that interesting. They do want to get married, especially her, because she is around 36 at this time and she wants to get married and start a family. And part of that comes from the strong relationship she has with her parents and her family and, and seeing how they've been successful. Whereas Sean does want marriage, but he's never seen a healthy relationship between his parents and we learn over the course of the show that his father was an alcoholic and was also abusive. Um, and he wants to make sure he is mentally and emotionally ready to take their relationship to the next level um, before proposing to LaRonda. 
Okay, so that makes sense, right? However, when it comes to them starting the process of going on dates with other people, during LaRonda's first date, as soon as she walks out the door with this guy, who might I say Sir James is fine as hell, um, that's definitely um, a unanimous opinion amongst the viewers. He's tall, he's muscular, he has a great smile, he looks good, he has his own business, he got the swag. Sean bugs out. He like calls his friend to talk to him about like how he, he feels triggered. Sean's crying and you literally hear him throwing up in him and LaRonda's bathroom. And you would have thought like he just walked in on LaRonda having sex with this man. No, he's literally throwing up at the thought of her going on a date with another man. So here's the thing. Now, some people feel like Sean is a quote unquote punk for that. There are some people who feel like his reaction was bigger than her going on this date, but stems from deep-rooted insecurity or childhood trauma, which I somewhat agree with. And then some people feel like this was just emotional manipulation. And I agree. I understand that he has a very strained relationship with his father because he witnessed his father being abusive to his mother, to his siblings. You know, they just don't have that relationship. To not have a real relationship with your father, it may make you feel like, why am I not enough? However, after that date, every time the couples get together to discuss what their experiences were like with the different people they date, he's always staring at LaRonda as she talks about her experience with her dates. And the stare he's giving her is like, you better not say like you enjoyed it so much. And, and, and from that, you can tell he's very insecure. And another reason why he doesn't want to get married immediately is because he feels like he's not completely financially stable enough to get married. And that's a valid reason. I'd rather him own up to that than lie about it. However, it's very obvious that there are deep-rooted insecurities that he has. And throughout the process, he's always saying, I can't lose LaRonda. I can't lose LaRonda. I can't lose LaRonda. She means the world to me. I get that, right? But there's something else behind that. Everyone can see, and this is a unanimous opinion for the most part as well amongst the viewership, LaRonda is a complete catch. She's confident. She's easy to talk to. She's easy to have fun with. She's beautiful. She's sexy. She is a fucking catch. And he knows that. And the insecure part of him feels that he doesn't deserve her. And he knows that she's a catch and that any man would be lucky to have her. So he knows he has a prize. And he also feels that he has a prize that he doesn't deserve. And the fear of losing that prize is like devastating to him. Not because he allegedly loves LaRonda. I mean, he claims to, but whatever. But I feel like it's more tied to his sense of feeling like, well, she's with me for a reason. Maybe like I am worthy. That's where I think that constant, I can't lose LaRonda was coming from. So 
for most of the experience, it felt like LaRonda was kind of holding back. And she even admitted to the other women who are part of this process, these women, they are in respective relationships as well. She decided not to go on a second date with one of the guys. I can't remember his name, but I know he's also a singer. And she said she decided not to go on a second date, even though she enjoyed him because she didn't want to hurt Sean's feelings. The whole point of this process is for you to go on casual dates with other people to realize, to see if they are providing some of the things that you would prefer your current partner do in your relationship to see if you want someone that's more like some of the guys you're dating during this process compared to Sean. Maybe you're more compatible with, with those type of men compared to Sean. But she literally held herself back from fully having a good time. And I hated that. I hated that because I wanted her to enjoy herself. And she did, but just not completely because in the back of her mind, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Here's the thing. They have likely seen the first season of this show, which is the same setup. If he can't handle her going on these dates and enjoying herself, he shouldn't have agreed to sign up for this show, okay? So to me, I felt like him crying and throwing up during the first date was emotional manipulation. Later on, in the season, you do see her have more fun when she decides to go on, I believe, a second and maybe a third date with Derek. Derek is in his early 40s. I can't remember if he has kids or not, but he is looking to get married. He's well established in his career. He has a lucrative career because I think he is also in sales like LaRonda. So they get each other immediately. He's mature. He's confident, and that makes him sexy. And initially, LaRonda was like, oh, I feel like he's too old for me. But she was like, you know what? Actually, I'm drawn to him. And I was like, yeah, be, be honest about that. Because to be honest, we see everyone go on their dates. But compared to the other women's dates, LaRonda's were like the most attractive in terms of confidence and looks, you know, like... They felt like like Derek and LaRonda are on the same level. And you could see him and Sir James were very much into her. And she found them attractive as well. I honestly feel like this show could, could have done a spinoff. Showing LaRonda just like dating, having fun. Going out with confident, high-earning, fine-ass men in Atlanta. To be honest, I haven't seen a show fictional or real like that since Single Ladies. And that ended, I'm not counting the BET Her reboot because that was ridiculous. That ended like seven years ago. So there's that. Then on his side, he's afraid to really enjoy himself because he had a history of infidelity where he was constantly cheating and he was constantly being a fuckboy. I don't believe he was cheating during him and LaRonda's relationship, but he was just afraid that he would be tempted. And I'm like, okay, but I'm thinking like, what, do you feel like if you go on this date and laugh and have fun with this girl, you're just going to fall into her vagina? Like, I, re I really don't know how that works. 
And this is what I feel is even more hypocritical of his ass. You cry and, and vomit when you watch her walk out with her date. You go on three dates with the same girl during this process. And I still don't understand that. But let LaRonda have gone on like multiple dates with like Sir James. I think she only went on two dates with Derek. Let her have gone on multiple dates with Sir James or Derek. He would have bugged out. He wouldn't have been able to handle it. But you, you go out on three dates with the same girl. And, and the girl is sweet. Brittany, she's a creative and, and she's a singer. So because they're both creatives and, and trying to make a full-time career out of their passions, they understand each other. And, and that makes sense. And you could tell there was some type of chemistry there. But he was like, you know, no, I got LaRonda at home. And that's fine. That's fine. LaRonda is a catch. But also, the insecure part of him feels that he does not deserve LaRonda and cannot risk losing her because it will bring his already deep-rooted feelings of unworthiness to the forefront. So there's that. It was fun watching LaRonda go on her dates because her dates were definitely catches. Like, if I were in my mid-30s, I would definitely go on several dates with Derek. If I were in my early 30s, I would definitely go on several dates with Sir James. And I might have went on a date with the guy, like the first guy she went on a date with. I think he's a singer. Yeah, he's a singer, but I can't remember his name. They were all great. They were all great to look at. They all had great personalities. They were all confident and charismatic. Moving on to the second couple. Eric and Ashley. Oh my gosh. So with Eric and Ashley, they've been together for four years. The way they got together was kind of sketch because he was in another relationship at the time they got together. They had some issues in their relationship where... He cheated and did his, was doing his thing. And during the time that his football career ended abruptly, he was depressed and he took it out on her and became very distant. And as a result, she entertained the advances of another athlete um, that she had met through Instagram. And I, I believe they may have been intimate at one point. So there's trust issues there. They don't trust each other. Eric is verbally and emotionally abusive. He, he would always say, she lacks depth. If she lacks depth, then why are you still with her four years later? Okay, he feels like he can't have serious conversations with her. Like he's just talking to like a door, like just talking to a wall. Okay, how do you do this for four years then if you feel that way? I apologize. Ashley is in her name. It's Jessica. Jessica can have good conversations. She can have meaningful conversations. But when deep down you don't trust the other, you, you both don't trust the other because of the way they hurt each other in the past on top of being triggered by childhood traumas on her side. She was adopted by a family member because her mother didn't want her and... She and her mother was a prostitute, so she's always felt a way when people have referred to her 
as a stripper and who have hypersexualized her. And on his side, he has a strained relationship with his mother where he feels like she doesn't appreciate anything, that she doesn't appreciate anything that he does and just only asks for more things based on the wealth and resources he accumulated during his football career. Okay, so it makes sense you have childhood trauma that connects to you having trust issues. And then on top of that, you've hurt each other throughout the course of the relationship. Maybe she doesn't, yeah, she didn't feel, she didn't feel like she could have some of those meaningful conversations because he automatically lashes out. Where when she offers him advice, he feels like it's not enough. And Dr. Nicole, who is the relationship expert that all the couples meet with on a week-to-week basis after going on their respective dates, said, you can't expect her to heal some of the shit that you have going on internally when it comes to your mother. She can't heal that. That's something that you have to work on. And you're taking it out on her and then also expecting her to solve something that she can't solve. Exactly. So they went on their respective dates. And, I mean, her dates were fine. Like, her dates were attractive. Like, one, he had a nice body. The other, she went on, like, a few dates with him. But her and Eric played games with each other. Like, when one would decide to go on a date with somebody the other would and then when one would decide not to go on a date with someone the other wouldn't go on a date with another person they they kept playing games to make each other jealous which is very juvenile because y'all are in your 30s that would make more sense if y'all are in your early 20s but not when you are 31 years old but here's the funny part Eric ends up going on a date with this woman named Leilani. She works within, I don't know the overarching name of the industry, but essentially like spa therapy. Yeah, like spa, like she works within like spa therapy or something, right? And she's very kind, very open, you know, as they went on their first date and had a picnic and talked about like her when she was married and her previous relationships and what she's looking for now. She was very open. She was very open and transparent. She's confident. She's already a beautiful woman. And she was also very handsy. Like she likes to touch to connect with people. It's not like she was groping him. But over the course of their dates, she was kind of like stroking his back and stuff. But I don't know if she was doing that to be, I don't think she was doing that to be messy because it really seemed like that's just part of her personality. And I really liked her. I was like, OMG, Leilani's so cool. And you could tell when Eric came back from his date with her, cheesing from ear to ear, that Jessica was like, I'm in trouble. Which is crazy to me. Y'all been together four years. Because he's going on this date. Well, he actually went on two to three dates with Leilani. You know, you're, you're, you're now concerned that it's going to go too far. Which makes sense because he's crossed the line before. However, it also speaks to some of the things their relationship was formed on. At the time they got together... Eric was still an NFL player. I, I'm not, I don't know what his money situation is now. It seems like he, he still has some, he has money. 
and that he's financially secure, but he was an NFL player. He was still working as a football player. And they, they met through Instagram. I can't remember what type of business Jessica has. I just know she has a business and part of her business is really, you know, utilizing her looks and her curves um, as a way to further promote the products and services that she has. Their relationship is based on vanity. The semi-attractive NFL player who has money and access and the curvaceous, racially ambiguous, biracial black woman. It, it, it makes sense. One is looking for somebody who can provide them with a lifestyle they prefer through money and resources. And the other is looking for somebody that is curvy and somebody that really fits the status quo, the, the overarching status quo when it comes to black male entertainers in the United States, which is typically having not only a beautiful woman on your arm, but you really quote unquote made it and are doing something when that woman looks quote unquote exotic and racially ambiguous. Yeah, she saw the first two women that Eric went on dates with, and she was concerned with the first one. The first one doesn't look like her, but the first one fits his profile because she knows what he likes. She fit that, except this woman really didn't have anything to talk about. The, the second date was attractive and very easy to talk to, but both Eric and Jessica knew that she wasn't his type. So Jessica didn't have a problem with them. It was like, oh yeah, like I knew that wasn't gonna work because she's not his type. It, it just makes me think like, I understand he cheated, but the fact that you know your security slash insecurity around the fact that he's dating these different types of women are based off of their looks, which just reinforces the fact and just confirms that their relationship was built off of materialism and vanity and ego and status symbols. And then when Leilani comes into the picture, if thinking about it from Jessica's perspective, Leilani, not even just her personality, she's looking at her looks. And when Leilani came to get him for the date, she knew, okay, I gotta do something to make sure she knows what's up. And I thought that was funny, but I'm like, why are you getting insecure? And the reason that she was getting insecure was not only because he's cheated before, but because Leilani is also light-skinned and racially ambiguous. And, but we, we know that Leilani's from Panama because she said she's not originally from the States, but she's been in the States for like 10 or so years now, or maybe a little bit less than 10 years. So light-skinned, curvaceous, with an accent, and they have good conversation. That sounds like a quadruple threat in her mind. And that shouldn't be the case. It's like, damn, what is the relationship built off of if you are bugging out over her having similar features to you, but you don't have an accent that's quote-unquote exotic? Like, like what? Anyway, what was entertaining even more so was just the way, like he was swooning over Leilani during their dates. 
They even went to, I think they went to a salt cave and she was just like rubbing him and stuff. And she was like, yeah, I do stuff like this in my job or whatever. And you could tell like he was so into it and he was very much aroused. I just thought it was funny to see him having fun and he could not hide that he was enjoying himself and enjoying himself a bit too much. And that's the messiness of the show. That's the messiness of the show. And that's why I like to watch it. It's not because, would it be great? See, here's the thing. If these couples were actually healthy, if they were actually in healthy relationships, I would root for them to work towards getting married and getting engaged. But, but none of these couples are. So like in my mind, the perfect happy ending would be everybody breaking up and going their separate ways to figure out their shit, to figure out their insecurities, to figure out their fears, to work through their childhood traumas. And then maybe we see where are they now and they've, they're now in a relationship with someone they feel they're more compatible with. But no, that doesn't happen here. And I'm going to talk about that more very shortly. But before I do that, I need to get to Darion and Alexia. They are the messiest couple on this show in its entire run. People tune in to see what shit they're going to get into next. So Darion and Alexia, they've been together for 14 years. When, after watching some interviews through Little Black Book 91, He's been able to speak with Alexia as well as Kai outside of the show to get a background on them and to clarify some things that viewers didn't know. So they've known each other for over 14 years. They first met, you know, when Alexia was working at this club restaurant and have just managed to come back to each other despite being on and off for so long. Alexia wants marriage, Darion does not. She wants marriage and then a family, but Darion already has three children and he feels that the marriage title destroys people's relationships. And then there's trust issues because she feels that he could be cheating, that there's a possibility he's cheating. There's been times when they, were, they planned on meeting with one another and she wouldn't hear from him until a day later during events like All-Star Weekend. And we all know All-Star Weekend, people party and people fuck. So him being an artist and being in the entertainment industry for over 20 plus years and knowing what that lifestyle is like, of course she's going to think on top of him not answering her calls that he may be doing something he shouldn't be doing. And to go into that more, Darion is one half of the group Field Mob. Field Mob is an American rap group. You know, they, they came from Atlanta. They're more known in the South than like across the country. If you don't really know who they are, there is a song called So What? that features Sierra that came out in 2006. It's very catchy. It's very nostalgic. I love it. And I was like, OMG, that's where he's from. But a lot of people are like, I only know him from two songs. So that's who he is. So he's kind of quote unquote a celebrity. But again, a lot of us have not seen Darion in 10 to 15 years. So they both go on their dates. Alexia dates different people. 
with the first person, she automatically rides him off because she's like, I'm in my relationship. But I'm like, girl, you need to enjoy the process. And over time, she does start to enjoy the process and become more present. Um, so you see her having fun with Monty, who also has a love for basketball as well. He has a child because I believe he's in his, yeah, he's in his 30s, but he would like to settle down and get married and potentially have more children. And they seem on the same page with that. Also, he's fine as fuck too. Like, okay, let's go. I mean, she dated some other guys, but really Monty is the one that's, Monty and Chris are the ones that stood out the most. Where even though she wrote off Chris because she just couldn't be present in that first date, Chris is attractive, but he's also very confident and assertive. And you saw her let down her guard with Monty. Like she actually had fun. But most of the time during this process, she was stressed out. And she even admitted that during her interview with Little Black Book 91. That interview was posted a couple of days ago before the reunion aired. Um, she really was able to let her, da- her, her guard down and just be herself and, and have fun because she used to play professional basketball for, I believe, almost a decade or a decade um, where she would play overseas. And she also had ran track and played basketball in high school and college. So she has a big sports sports background too. And she's independent and makes her own money. And I love that for her, that she actually enjoyed herself during the dates because she deserves to. You're supposed to be present to see if there are things this person is providing or presenting that you want more of from your partner or that you would like your partner to express or to see if you could be with somebody who's more compatible outside of your partner. So good for her with that. That was my favorite episode of her because she she really enjoyed herself. Darion. Darion dated the same chick the entire time, Kai. And she was letting him know that she was down for whatever since the very beginning and we find out that Darion and Kai had sex so he cheated on his longtime girlfriend on national television that did not happen in the last season Um, particularly Ashley and Hollywood who was in the first season they went on their respective dates he dated a different person each time Whereas Ashley had went on like a good three to four dates with Kwame, but nothing had happened. And then even with Chi and David, is that his name? Yeah, Chi and David. She went on dates with the same guy a couple of times, but he, for the most part, consistently dated Brittany, who seemed really chill and beautiful throughout that entire process. However... They didn't have an affair. But this dude did. Like for all four dates, he went out with Kai. And weirdly, I kind of sensed something during their third date, I think. Yeah, I think their third, fourth date. Because the way they walked into like the hookah lounge slash restaurant together, it was like they'd done this before. Like they'd been hanging out. They'd been quote unquote kicking it and vibing. It was like, how are you so comfortable? You seem too comfortable. 
there's a difference between being present in the experience and being so comfortable as if you and this chick have been going to restaurants and just smoking and, and chilling as if y'all are in a relationship. And Kai was like, oh, okay. Dr. Nicole tells Darion to have a closure date with Kai. And Kai reveals that, okay, you didn't give a fuck about none of this until you slept with me. And I was like, what? And he wouldn't have said shit to Alexia about it had Kai not blurted it out on national television. And from there, Alexia just broke up with him. And I get that. How are you going to cheat on me on national television? You know I have trust issues because sometimes you don't answer the phone. Sometimes I don't know where you are. Sometimes you tell me you're in the studio. Sometimes you give me bullshit excuses. And you just confirm my theory that you were possibly cheating because your ass cheated on me with this girl on national television. And you know what? I felt sorry for Alexia because... No one deserves that. But was I embarrassed for her? No. Was I humiliated for her? No. Because him sleeping with another woman is not a failure on her part. And and I feel like society always does that. Society always makes it seem like, well, what did you well, what did you do wrong that he went to another woman, that he left you for another woman? And then especially in the black community where there are so many different things like desirability politics and respectability politics and misogyny that, oh, I guess you didn't do everything you could to keep him, you know, with you. I guess you weren't doing everything you needed to to keep him attracted to you. And it always makes it seem like when a man steps out of his marriage or relationship that it is a poor reflection on his female partner And that is just not true. It's just this motherfucker does not have any self-control at all when it comes to women, which makes no sense. Like, can you like discipline yourself, sir? So she broke up with him. So how this season ended, they're not together anymore. She kicked him out of her house. And the other two couples ended up getting engaged. It's so fake because again, LaRonda and Sean, it could make sense, but there's too much shit that needs to be worked out on his side. Sorting through childhood trauma, sorting through feeling unworthy and low self-esteem. And it feels like she coddles him to let him know, like, it's okay, you're safe, we're okay. And I know she wants marriage and children and within our society, it's like if a woman is not married with children by 40... And if she doesn't at all, that she's less than and that she's unworthy of respect and that she's just completely like valueless. She she has no value. Like, what's the point? As if like her entire existence is obsolete because she didn't marry someone and bear children for them. So I think that's part of what drove her to do that, to to accept the engagement. And it's like I get society puts the pressure on women to do these things to conform. I I get feeling that peer, that pressure, but nah, I feel that she's settling. And a lot of the viewers feels like she's settling. And again, with Sean, I don't think he's a terrible person. I get that he's passionate about his career, but 
you need to go to, like, you, like, genuinely, I never say, like, oh, like, the way people throw shade, you need to go to therapy. No, like, he genuinely needs to go to therapy and work through that shit because he's depending, he sometimes manipulates her into making herself less to make him feel better. And that's not cool. So I don't believe that at all. And Eric and Jessica, which was a surprise, because they never really had a happy moment throughout the entire process either. And honestly, I feel that both both couples should just break up because everyone needs to do their individual work. And then on top of that, Eric wants another kid. Both him and Jessica have two children with other people. And he, he's saying he wants another kid, that he would like to have a boy. And that's cute and all, but with all the issues y'all have and what it seems that your relationship was created on, does it make sense to bring a child into this world that then connects you forever, given all of the toxicity in your relationship dynamic? No. So the reunion. Everybody returns, including all of their dates. Sean and LaRonda are still engaged. They said they're taking their time, getting to learn more about themselves and how to better support each other. That's a good answer, but I'm glad that they didn't tie the knot yet because they're not fucking ready and they should have never got engaged in the first fucking place. I really hope that LaRonda ends the engagement and just breaks it off completely because she can do so much better. And when I say that, I'm not saying that because I feel that Sean is trash I'm saying that because she is too confident and independent and mature and level-headed to be dealing with a a man that is so insecure and has not even entertained therapy to help him work through some of those insecurities and traumas it's not her responsibility to like to to coddle him you know, like, yes, be supportive, but it's almost as if it, it seems like she has to co- comfort him at every turn. And I feel like you're doing excessive work that you shouldn't be doing. And I feel like she'd be better off with somebody that's actually on her mental and emotional level. And Sean is not that at this point. So that's why I feel like she is better off without him. Eric and Jessica, I was really shocked by that proposal because, again, I haven't really seen them have a good moment until probably, like, the very last episode or the episode before the season finale. So there's that. They're engaged, but they're focused now on building their home in Orlando. So that's cool. I still feel like they should just break up because there's just too much shit there. And then Darion and Alexia. The moment we've been waiting for. They come face to face. He's talking all this shit about how he wasn't with Alexia when he was smashing Kai. And how Kai was fulfilling his needs in ways Alexia wasn't. Because him and Alexia weren't having good sex. So you're essentially saying this woman that you claim to care for. This woman that you said has your back no matter what. This woman that you said you would love to have a child with. You're literally saying on national television that she's bad in bed and that's the reason why you stepped out of your relationship, which is BS. And she was like, 
No, I stopped sleeping with you because I didn't trust you and I didn't know where you were going and you confirmed my suspicions of you cheating. And they also brought out Kai, the woman he cheated with. And apparently at the time they were in a relationship, which I was like, wow, that's not going to last at all because they're both toxic. And Kai found out that there were things Darion had lied to her about the same way he lied to Alexia. This dude is 40 years old with three children, one that just graduated high school, playing these BS games like he's in his 20s juggling a bunch of women. He even did an Instagram live recently to confirm that he's not broke and that he still has money because when Alexia went when Alexia did her interview with Little Black Book 91, he felt that Little Black Book implied that Darion is not financially stable and that he can't provide for the himself. And Alexia didn't imp- imply anything of the sort. So outside of everything people have been saying about him, about him being a narcissist and verbally and emotionally abu- abusive and a bum and a liar from like 10 years ago, I would expect this from some of these newer rappers who are like between 19 and 22 but a 40 year old man with three children are you serious it made him look like a bum and we found out that the condo that Alexia wanted him to get rid of because she felt like he was having sex with other women there isn't even his he's living there illegally And he has to pay the property manager there a fee in order to continue to stay there. And that that condo, I don't even think like it's actually it's not actually his. It's like some ladies. He's juggling so many women for so many things, for finances, to put a roof over his head to, you know, to have sex with. He he just juggles like it, it sounds like a full time job. So it just further confirmed how trash he is and I'm very surprised that he didn't anticipate this happening he didn't anticipate that he'd be called out on this and he didn't anticipate how embarrassed he would be on national television and I wonder if he went on here to like promote something he's doing and I was also thinking you know what based on who he is and his personality He would be a good fit for Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. I mean, he's in Atlanta. Some of these artists that are on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, we don't really know who they are, but some of them we do. Like, we know who Rashida is. We know who Stevie J is. And the people within within that circle will know him. I mean, we know who Young Jock is. We know who Lil Scrappy is. We'll know who he is. Why not? He should audition. So that's what the reunion was. I will say that with all of the dates everyone went on, I really enjoyed Monty. I enjoyed Sir James, Leilani, Derek, and Brittany. They seem very fun. Like Brittany, she's all smiley and cheery, and she she's really going after what she wants. And... I like her. I feel like I could have lunch with her on like a Saturday afternoon. And Leilani just seems so nice and cool. Like I'd want to be around her and have a conversation with her too. She could teach me things. 
And then, again, if I were in my mid-30s, I would definitely go on several dates with Derek because he seems like he's already there. He's like, I'm ready for marriage. Like, let's do this thing. I'm ready. And Sir James, like, he seems like a cool person to have fun with, too. So I love, like, those five dates, like, those five people in particular because they have great personalities and they're beautiful and fine as hell. And it's funny because when they brought them out and the cat, you know, the couples were sitting together, you could tell that Derek and Sir James would try to get at LaRonda if she were to break up with Sean still. Just the way they were looking at her. Like Derek was looking like she get up, like if she break up with this motherfucker, I'm sliding her DMs. I'm going to call her and be like, hey want to reconnect and that says a lot that says a lot that says a lot about how amazing LaRonda is but when Sir James which he shouldn't have done when Sir James dissed Sean and said when Sean answered the door he thought LaRonda was his son Sean made some corny joke he was like dude what you talking about I don't look like her son you play flag you play flag football or whatever and he was like okay and I play professional and I could do it again Sean was muttering things under his breath and you saw LaRonda like touch his hand and be like oh no but she also laughed too but it, it, it very much seemed like a mother trying to tell her son to simmer down and it's like eh should not be what a future husband and wife dynamic is that was this season all in all I enjoyed this season so much the perfect combination of educational well really it prompted some self-reflection especially with Sean when it comes to his insecurities because I know that there's times in my life where there were people that I was grateful to have in my life, but also felt like I didn't deserve to have them in my life because I knew that at the time they were more mentally and emotionally and spiritually stable compared to me. And I always felt like I needed to do things to overcompensate for my insecurities and to keep them in my life and to stay in contact with them. And that wasn't necessarily healthy for me because I was essentially trying to prove to them that I was worthy of being in their life, even though I really should have been proving to myself by going to therapy and and doing a lot of self-reflection that I am worthy. It was really me trying to prove to myself that I am worthy And I projected all of that onto other people. And and that no one can meet that. Nobody can 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 meet that unrealistic expectation but you, because really you are just trying to prove to you that you're worried, but by I mean that you're worthy, but by seeking outside validation. And and ultimately that, that starts with proving to yourself that you're worthy by working through some of those issues you may not know you have or that you feel very uncomfortable addressing. So I actually learned something from that and it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. So yeah, 
that is all I have for today. Be on the lookout. I will be uploading episodes on Ready to Love and Love and Marriage Huntsville within the next week. I won't be covering the shows episode by episode, but doing an overall review of the shows so far. As I mentioned earlier, both of these series are on Oprah Winfrey's network. And I want to discuss not only what I think about the series, but some of the ideas that are toxic that those shows continue to perpetuate that really reflect reality because of the way in which those things are perpetuated in the black community. Um, so if you guys do watch Put a Ring on it, tell me what did you think of this season? Who were your favorite couples or, you know, who were your favorite suitors and suitresses? Um, what did you like? What didn't you like? And feel free to hit me up and we can talk about it on Twitter at Bell in Progress, B-E-L-L-E in Progress.